Ronananian, the fog is rolling off the front of that windshield, and that thing was just idling at 105 miles an hour third gear, and he said, I got three more to go. The car doctor. We had it up to about 128, and I said, okay, you know, it's, and then we kind of backed it off because we were starting to run into traffic, but that thing just, that was a 200 mile an hour. That was probably the, the, the first time I was ever in a 200 mile an hour plus car. Welcome to the radio home of Ronananian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Hello and welcome. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor here at 855-560-9900 to take your calls and answer your questions, whatever you got going on, fender to fender and door to door. Um, this radio show is all about fixing your car and, um, you know, new or old, doesn't matter. Um, we talk about everything and anything. So uh, we've even talked about some non-automotive applications. So whatever you've got going on, um, you know, it can be uh, your choice. That's what the Car Doctor radio show is. You can call that 855-560-9900 phone number and, uh, you know, leave a message. We're not uh, live on all our affiliates and our growing affiliates, by the way. I found out we're in Hawaii this week. Um, I think it's K-A-O-I. Yeah, there we go. Um uh, we're there, and uh, we're in a few other places that, um, I don't know, we just keep sprouting up. We're like, um, I don't know, we're like the uh, bad seed. We're just growing, and we're everywhere. Maybe the good seed. I'm not sure which it is. But um, anyway, that's what this radio show is. i got some comments and questions and things I want to put out there. But right now, since the phones are so backed up, let me take the pressure off of my executive producer, executive chief engineer, and uh, chief cook bottle washer. And by the way, Tommy missed a spot on the floor last week when you were cleaning up. Let's go over to the phones and let's go talk to Roger from Dayton, Ohio, 01 Toyota Land Cruiser. Roger, you're on with the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Uh, yeah, thank you, Ron. This you're is welcome. Roger. I just want to let you know that I'm the old guy that got one of your uh, launch scanners and I oh, use cool. that to help with this car. Nice so. little nice little tool, isn't it? It is a great tool, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. So, Good. So what I've got this this is my granddaughter's uh, Toyota Land Cruiser. It's an 01. It, I think she thinks it's got about 300,000 miles on it. Okay. Uh, she's only had it for like four or five months, but it went out today to to scan it today for her. Light just came on the last couple of days, and we've been down to uh, below zero and zero. So I went out there today, and it was at zero, so I didn't get a lot done. But I did scan it. It, had, it has a P304 and a pending P304. Okay. So And um, I did some uh, mode six on it. Short-term fuel trim was point, minus point zero eight. Long-term was point point zero okay and and then short-term bank two was minus 18 degrees and long-term bank two was 5.5 degrees okay so something's going on bank two and that's where cylinder we said cylinder four is this a this is a v8 or a v6 it's a v8 v8 so bank two would be sounds like bank two is cylinder it sounds like cylinder four is bank one if i'm uh, breaking that down right in my head yeah yeah um, but uh, the long term on bank one was zero point zero. Is that good or bad? Yeah, zero point zero is about you know that's that's actually pretty good. That's actually real okay. tight. Um, okay. You know what what I would try to do just for giggles, and you know you can do this now that you have a scan tool. Um, if you're ever confused about which bank is which, or you know create a fault on that bank, see how the tool reacts. 
Okay. All right. Okay. You know, every once in a while, you're going to run into some cars on Volvos, on certain generation Volvos, the the uh, beginning around 2000, the C and the V series and the two five uh, five cylinders and all those. There's an issue where you'll get an intake manifold leak. I'm sorry, you'll get a vacuum leak at the intake at the rubber hose just below the pressure regulator, and it will actually enrich in fuel trim. Uh, it's sort of an anomaly in their software. It's something that they and only they do. It's kind of unique to them and. Uh, you know, it's so you'll actually see some weird things. But the point being, use the tool. You know, you can play yeah. with banks on on twin bank motors and see right. which way we're going. So right. back to what you're doing. What what sort of diagnosis have you done beyond you know scanning it? Have you looked at cylinder four in any way? Uh, no, not yet. Because I just wanted to call you. Because the thing was, well, I didn't want to run it too long. Because the check engine light was flashing. Would it flash for a three hundred four? Sure. Yeah, it's a misfire. Oh, okay. It's, it's a stutter. Okay. It's okay. it's so it's, that, it's so worried about cat damage. Yeah. Shouldn't drive it with it flashing. No, absolutely not. Don't let her drive it. Um, it's got to okay. it's it's got to okay. be fixed. The the real question you're you're going to chase is is this mechanical? Is this ignition? Or is this fuel? You know okay. which which is this? Um, you know is it is it misfiring when it's cold? Yes, yes. So it does it when it's cold. Yes. If, if it's misfiring when it's cold, it's likely not in closed loop, which means that the computer doesn't have the ability. You know, it's limited in terms of its function. It's going to detect some high priority stuff like misfires and uh, things like that. So I don't, I don't believe this is going to be a fuel trim related misfire. If it was, you should see it on more than just cylinder four, and you would see it affect the whole bank. So, you know, there might be two problems here. There might be, you know, one singular problem. Uh, argument being, did you scan this car prior to the check engine light being on? I have not, no. Right. So, you know, the fuel trim, while it's good to know that one side is zero and the other is essentially zero and the other side is minus 18, meaning that it's running rich, may be related to what you're experiencing or maybe, you know, the other problem that you didn't know was about to happen is, is, is hasn't happened yet. So let's let's focus on cylinder four. Um, you know, spark plug. Is this a coil on? This should be a. Is this a coil on plug vehicle? Two thousand one. I believe so, but I'm not sure. I okay. Was, I went because it was zero degrees out there, and I just didn't feel like getting out there and taking half the covers off of it to get down into spark. Ah, come on, it's not that cold. If if you think Florida, you'll be warm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if this is coil on plug, let's take the coil from cylinder four and move it to. Oh, I don't care. Cylinder one, cylinder five, wherever, and let's take okay. the plug out and move that to a different cylinder, and just and write okay. down and mark what you move and where you move it to. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know this is okay. the this is the easiest way to do it, and then start it up. Does the misfire okay. stay with cylinder four? If it does, it's something on cylinder four. Um, if it if it doesn't, you know where did it go? Did it follow the coil? Did it follow the plug? Now okay. the, the caveats here are. You know, at 300,000 miles, and I'm saying this kind of tug-in-cheek, if these are the original plugs... <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think they're the original plugs, but, but I'm not sure. you know where I'm going. Yeah. You know, I, I've said this to people, and they'll tell me that, you know, it, 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 it followed the plug, and then I'll find out there are 150,000-mile spark plugs, and they're all worn. It's just this one particular plug was breaking down first, so they do one plug, and two weeks later they get another misfire. So obviously age and condition of components takes precedent every time. Um, you know, fixing cars, and I, I say this a, 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 a lot during during my career, and I have, and I'll probably continue, fixing cars is fixing what you know is bad and moving on to the next thing. 
Right. You know, so it's it's obvious. Let's look at plugs. If we can move coil and plug around, great. You know, if this is a wire car, which I don't think it is, then we're going to get into some other things, and we can talk about that if you give me a shout back next week. But, you know, it's okay. let's start with basics. Um, and yeah. then when you do pull the plug, what does the plug look like? Is it is it black and oily? Is it wet? It, does it look like it's not firing? You know, spark plug's got to have some heat. It, yeah, it, if the yeah, cylinder, if right. the cylinder's got some heat and compression, you're going to see a dry plug, and it's going to be a little pinkish white in color. If it's if it's you know off color, or if it's if it's black and oily, then we've got a compression issue. It's something mechanical, or it could just be a, a plug that's completely dead and can no longer fire, and that's always possible too. Which in which case. Once you put it in cylinder four, at that point, I wouldn't move it to another cylinder. I'd probably put a fresh plug in it and, and right. see if the misfire just, I was thinking about going to replace all the plugs anyway. Well, yeah, we can. But before we get too ambitious, let's diagnose. Um, okay. you know, it does have a little bit of black smoke. Not a lot, but a little bit coming out of the exhaust. Well, and keep in mind that minus 18 fuel trim problem on bank two. Mm-hmm. You're, you are, if we believe that to be correct, you are overfueling Bank two, all right. Okay. Bank okay. two. Bank two is run. If zero is a balanced fuel mixture, back in the days of carburetors, dirt was dirt was invented, and God and I were kids. Um, you know, a zero fuel trim is fourteen point seven to one air fuel mixture. It's a stoio. It's a balanced mixture or stoiometric. I'm probably saying that wrong. I annoy people, but oh well. I'm from Jersey. I do that. Um, you know, so zero is zero. Zero is our suggested or our desired fuel trim. Minus eighteen okay. means that. It's running rich on that bank, and so we had to subtract away fuel. So what we're doing is we're shortening injector pulse width to cut down on the amount of fuel being delivered to try and bring that into a balanced mixture. Eventually, that's going to set a P0174. Uh, I'm sorry. It's going to set a rich mixture on bank two uh, fault in time. Give it, It'll probably hit about minus 25%, and that's where the fault will occur. Um, okay. As seen by mode six, not one seven four. It'll be uh, one seven. I think one seven five or one seven six. I forget now. It's been a while. Um, generally, we don't see rich fuel condition faults. One seven two and one seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you're going to make me look that one up. Um, but in any event, you get the idea. So let's focus on the misfire and see what that gets us. The other thing you can try real quick. You got a long handled screwdriver? I do. Okay. See if you can find the fuel injectors. All right. Okay. Stick the one end of the screwdriver on the injector. Put the other end to your ear. Keep in mind that the injectors are probably a plastic body. You don't want to push on them, wedge on them, pry on them. Okay. But you want to use the screwdriver to listen to. Okay. All right. You should hear okay. tick, 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 tick. With okay. you know, okay. get get the consistency in your head. Go to number four injector. Can you listen to that okay. one? If number okay. four injector sounds like this, that's a problem. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, you know, if it's not, or if it's got, the, if it's tick, 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 you know, if okay. it if it varies, why that is that? It, you know, yeah. That, why is why yeah. is that? And that'll make it miss also. So um, that means that fuel injector is probably bad. Yeah. Huh? Eh, it's sticking. It's bad. But then we can get okay. into it and have the conversation about drivers. Uh, you know, at that point, if I can get to the injector, I would somehow ohm it. Obviously, you know, engine off, unplug that okay. injector, unplug one of the other eight that's known good at that point. You know, if this one measures three point two ohms and this one measures ten ohms, uh, you know, it sounds like I've got a problem. Um, okay. Usually when an injector fails, it fails open um, or higher resistance that there's no doubt in your mind that there's a problem there. So, okay. you know, um, listen, you got this far, you plugged in the tool, you're doing good, keep going. Okay. 
All right. Check it out and switch some of those around and see what happens. And if you want to listen to any of this conversation, Roger, give it about two hours when we're done with the show today. Tom will get it posted up on a podcast if you go to cardoctorshow.com or Spreaker, um, however you're doing podcasts. And uh, actually, I think cardoctorshow.com takes you to Spreaker. This would be in the second hour, first quarter. And um, you can listen to the broadcast again and you can uh, get all the notes. So, all right, sir. Okay, thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Good luck to you. Let me know what happens. 855-560-9900. The Car Doctor's coming back right after this. Hey, it's my turn to talk. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor rolling along this hour. Let's... Uh well, I have some comments to make, but I got a feeling I'm going to get into it with our next caller and uh, ex- exchange the ideas with him. Let's go over and talk to Paul from Minnesota. I, I want to give him a little intro here. Paul is a Ford Master Technician, now semi-retired. Um, I have talked to Paul, oh, I can't tell you how many times over the past, it's got to be 15, maybe 20 years. Um, we've been we've been uh, sharing ideas on this radio show together, and I appreciate his input each and every time. Paul, welcome back, sir. What's going on today? Hey, Dr. Ron, how you doing? Good. First of all, let's get the weather report. What's, how cold is it in Minnesota today? Well, okay, now we finally got above zero, <laughs> and we only have a few days of that. But last night was 33 below, night before was 36 below, and the night before that was a balmy 25 below. You're, you're... And that was that's without wind chill. Thank God uh, we have had very low wind up here but uh yeah uh interesting things happen you're you're telling me right now in minnesota where you are yeah. it's it's zero. Oh yeah we just yeah we it was zero so it's like break out the barbecue you know so <laughs> you know i was at the i saw a story on a side right i was at the chiropractor this morning we were talking about something or maybe it was here in the studio we we're talking about football and giants and this and that and um, uh, I, I said to Tony, um, I think we were at the deli, Tony. I said to Tony that, you know, you can go to, I found this out just recently, you can go to a Minnesota Vikings game on game day and and get seats on the 50-yard line for, you know, 25, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever. He said, yeah, but it's Minnesota. And I said, well, how cold could it be? Now I know. Um, you know, $50 to go sit on the 50-yard line in zero-degree weather? I don't know. I don't love anything that much. Um, that's cold, brother. How do the cars handle it? Well, it's interesting up here, and again, being aware of uh, watching your East Coast weather and your your bomb going on, uh, I think one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, and I don't, I'm assuming that magic word that nobody's got block heaters. No, if they are, they don't use them. Um, yeah, oh, so, yeah. I've had the same thing up here, even with some people. All the biovehicle. Oh, I don't know if I've got a block heater. Yeah, well, you know, well, uh, check. You know, you know, but the, the, uh, yeah, uh, my my vehicle sits out, and the wife's, of course, is in the garage. Right. Well. But uh, yeah, we uh, yeah, I'm a big believer. I got a two liter Focus, and uh, yeah, plug her in, and yeah, she'll fire right up. You know, even have battery heaters up here. Uh, yeah, 30, 30 below is staggering. Oh um, yeah, no. When your when your house starts talking to you, you know it's cold. So yeah, um, you know, you know. And then I guess I guess with wind chill, you could probably hit forty five oh, below. 50, fifty below, easy. Fifty, fifty five. You know. Wow, that's yeah. You know, how that's, much? Uh, yeah, it tightens you up. You yeah. know. So how much snow do you have on the ground? Uh, 
Well, we're about 20 inches. We're a little behind on snow, but that's going to change tonight, according to the weatherman. So right. She's coming. Well, Minnesota's the land of the uh, Great Plains Indians, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, see, and that's why they're all dead. Look how harsh the winters are. Um, yeah, you, there you go. Right, you know, it's... Uh, all those but an, oh, yeah, another ago. one I wanted to ask you is: Do you promote winter tires? In terms of what winter tires? In terms of a snow tire, or winter tires in terms of something like a Blizzak or something along those well, lines? Well, there you go. The snow tire, quote unquote, is kind of a dead thing. Right. Right. Uh, the winter tires, Blizzak. Okay, on my vehicle, I have uh, Goodyear Ultra Grip. Right. My wife's Taurus has the Hankook Arctic, and again, when you're at these temperatures, actually at 20 above, you're going to notice a, a, a difference. In fact, I was a little late taking off my, my general sport tires off of the Focus because it was getting icy and we're black iced and everything else, and I, they're listed as an M&S, uh, but at these temperatures... They're worthless. Right. Throw on the ultra grips, and it was like it's a new day. Well, and but that's again, because a very, a, very, a very soft compound tire, right. a lot of siping, yep. directional tread. You know. Yep. Hey, let me ask you this question. You're the diesel guru. How are oh, the, yeah. How do the diesels handle this thirty below? Uh, uh, our biggest issue. Well, it's it's across the nation. The biggest issue is fuel quality. Right. Uh, the C-Tain rating, uh, the government has a C-Tain rating. Nobody's got it that even comes close. So we're big on uh, on additives, fuel filter changes constantly. But, yeah, the additives, you have a number of name brands, you know, Hot Shot Secret, nine one, uh, the 911 House. There's a lot of good products out there, but you have to use them consistently. And I had a majority of my customers are up here. It's loggers. Right. And this is the time of year that they're out in the woods. And I like the classic term. I'm like, well, make sure you plug her in. He says, there ain't no electric bush out in the bush. Yeah, well, it's, you know, yeah, I can understand that. I always wonder, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you an extra uh, couple of minutes here, Paul, when we get back. I want to ask you, think about this. Do you think diesels... You know, my, well, let me say it like this. I see a lot of people buy a diesel truck. It gets 100,000 miles on it, needs a major repair, and they want to get rid of it. And I'm saying, then what you buy it for in the first place? I wonder about the return on a diesel as an investment because it's so much more money than a gas engine. Let's talk about that when I come back. I'm Ron Nadine, the car doctor. We'll be back right after this. Five five six zero nine nine zero zero. The Car Doctor's twenty four seven toll free number. Use it, keep it. Give us a call anytime, day or night. We'll call you back and get you up here on air. Paul, you're still there from Minnesota. Um, real quick, so you know they go out and they buy an F three fifty with the diesel option. Diesel option has to add what six seven grand to the price of the truck. Uh, but, well, with the new six seven, you're probably looking at uh, eight and, and a half. Yeah. Okay. So you know they go out and they add this six to ten grand option of diesel. And, you know, 100,000 miles, they feel like, well, you know, it's an old vehicle at this point in time to get rid of them, not spending any money on it. And I see it all day long, all day long. Oh, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? 
Well, okay, the biggest thing, and I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit with the, uh, the uh, illustrious six leaders. Uh, I had a number of customers uh, come in, oh, yeah, and then I, I, knowing them, small town, I'm like, why did you buy that, Brian? Well, i got to pull my boat. I'm like, no, you don't need a diesel pulley boat. And then complaining about the performance of the six liter because, oh, it's sluggish, the turbo doesn't work, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's made to work. You're not working it. You just don't drive to the grocery store and back and think that's good. You know, right. I think people have to take that consideration. Are you using it? I mean, working it. If you're not working it, you're going to have trouble. I dealt with uh, railroad vehicles up here. I won't mention the railroad, but their 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 utility vehicles are all diesel. And I had like darn near zero failures, zero drivability issues because they were overloaded, overworked, and they shine. Yeah. And that's what they're designed Versus to do. Versus somebody who's, on, oh, I've got to drive uptown and go to the grocery store. Oh, we got to pull the camper once a year or take the boat up the lake or something like that. I'm like, no, yeah, no. I, you, you can't justify the cost, you know. And you can't justify when it breaks down what it's going to cost to repair because, uh, yeah, I, I, I think diesels and maybe I'm hoping the polish is falling off them. To a degree, but it's all about you know the the it goes with my bag and I wear the right shoes and you know yeah. I'm, be, I'm being stylish. I have a diesel whatever and I just yeah I I, I think we're done. So but yeah, um, we want to hear the uh, clatter or something. I don't yeah, know what I, you know, what turns yeah. people on about right. that. But, so, you know but, oh the car okay a six liter at a hundred my my thing I got to a hundred thousand miles where you need to replace all the injectors. Okay. Two hundred seventy-five to three hundred dollars each right. times eight right. plus labor plus labor four grand five grand. Uh, well, let's see. Well, if you're good at it, I could beat the book on it. But yeah, it's not easy. Right. Well, it is labor intensive, yep. but that's the only cure for your drivability issue. You know. Yeah. Yep. And let that again too. We've got a maintenance issue enough with gas. The maintenance level on your diesel is twice as big. And the classic one is, when the last time you change your fuel filter? And when they go, uh, you know, you got a problem. So, right. you know. Yeah. All valid points. Paul, I appreciate your input, sir, as always. And um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I hope you enjoy semi-retirement, but you don't retire from this radio show. We always enjoy talking and listening and hearing from you. Well, always glad to talk to you, Dr. Ron. Mm, thank you. You take good care and have a good rest of the weekend. Enjoy. All righty. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let's get over and talk to uh, Chuck from Katy, Texas. Chuck, Charles, how are you today, sir? What's going on? Fine, sir. How are you? And Ron, Good. thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What do you got? What's going on with your truck today? Okay, well, um, as as I am a fluid guy, I believe in fluids. Fluids, proper fluids, clean fluids. Yep. And yeah, absolutely. You know, no leaks, right? Yep. Got to have it. So I'm concerned about the tranny. I'm looking into it. And uh, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, as I usually do. And one guy said it about 60000 He said, but let me tell you, it just if you just take the pan down and show you the procedure how, and change the filter and watch the O-ring, put it in, and add about the 67 quarts you lose, that process, that should be okay. He said, because if you take it to a dealer and they tell you they're going to do a flush, you're going to beat the Jesus out of it to get it to temperature because it's a valve that probably won't open to get it completely through the system. 
See, and, you know, I'm all about changing all the fluids, if I can. The, the, the problem is, and this is an 09 F-150, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's got a six-speed, and the transmission looks like it was manufactured for aircraft. It's beautiful. Right. It's, this is, is this the dipstick on the right side of the case? Yes, sir. And it's, it's the short stick down by the exhaust? Yes, sir. Isn't that a great idea? That's where I'd put it. You know, let's let's put it right next to the exhaust and the catalytic converter so that you get third degree burns on your hands every time you want to go and check fluid level. Uh, I come, well, I'm looking under the hood like an idiot because I just did an oil change. Right. I'm like, where the hell? Where the hell do you? So I'm right. like, I got to look at this. I, you, I was like, geez. Where is this and what is it doing? So you know, back in the old days when when things were normal, we we had a fluid exchange machine. We still have the fluid exchange machine. We were just talking about this week at the shop. Like maybe we don't need it anymore because nothing has a dipstick. It seems except our own vehicles because we hang on to older cars because we just we can. But my point is that it was just nice to be able to walk over with the fluid exchange machine, put it down the dipstick tube, and you know suck in, suck out, or yeah. you know push out and push in and so forth, and just do a complete exchange. Um, right. There there are probably adapters that you can get for a fluid machine if your repair shop has that, if you have one that you talk to that you know, um, you know, and you can do it that way. Or you can kind of cut around and just change the fluid three or four times, you know, and, and, and in time it'll get cleaner each and every time. It gets expensive and it's very labor intensive. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait till 60. I would have changed it at 50. That's just my way of thinking. What fluid is this, Chuck? Is this LV? Yes, sir. LV. LV fluid, Ford LV fluid, and there's two schools of thought. Ford says, you know, change it never, or when the additive package is approximately worn out, which I see a lot of reports that talk about it being worn out by fifty and 60000 wow. You know, I, I think that depends on operating conditions and what sort of environment the vehicle's in, but I'm still a believer in fluid changes, just like you. And if, right. this, if this were mine, I would be dropping the pan and maybe drop it again in 5,000 and drop it again 5,000 after that. And from that point on, drive it and, and, and just, you know, hope for the best. I would change the filter the first time around. Yeah, maybe the second time around depends on how dirty it is. And the third time around, I would just, you know, drop the pan. Uh, you know, it, it, you got to remember, the reason they put that dipstick down low is they're trying to keep everybody from adding and playing with fluid. Uh, you know, when that vehicle is under warranty, if the wrong fluid is put in and the trans fails... Right. The manufacturer is going to have a hard time proving it. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm told they went to a shorter, impossible to get to dipstick. Um, but, you know, it's, well, you know, fluid, it's okay. fluid. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that and all that procedure. But the last point of the question was he said, when the guy says, you do this procedure and you put that six or seven quarts back in that you lose from the pan, gaskets replaceable. You don't change that. A very good video. He said, only fill it to it just touches on the bottom of the stick because it's going to expand. Yes, and that's correct. And, and if, if I'm not mistaken, Ford has a specific temperature procedure using a scan tool. They want you to bring it up and bring up the TFT, the trans fluid temp right. uh, PID, and they want you to watch it, and then they give you a graph, and they tell you between 135 degrees and 185 degrees, and here's the L-shaped graph. They all wondered in high school, gee, why are we taking geometry and algebra and all this stuff? Right, 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 so right, we can right, read, right. so we can read scan tools to put fluid in transmissions. I mean, that was, <laughs> you know, nobody ever, you know, in all my years at, at, in high school, whenever I asked the question, why do I need algebra? I'm going to go fix cars. Nobody ever said that to me. Well, you're going to have to check trans fluid in 40 years, and this is how you're going to do it. I believe me, know. in my trade as an electrician, I use I use quite a bit. Yeah. So, but um, I would try and change the fluid a little more often and. 
That's I, an excellent idea. Awesome approach. I didn't even think of that. That's why you're the man, the magic yeah, wand, and so. your, that answer was like, I couldn't even have think of thought of it that way. Yep. That's like, you know, easy peasy. All right. But it's, I'll tell you, it's, but it's beautiful. It shifts like a dream. Yep. Rides like a Cadillac. And that's why I know he got his name, Texas Cadillac. Well, listen, sure. you know, we're, 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 we're taking the weather report today real quick before I let you go. What's the, what's the temperature yeah. down there in Texas today? About 58. How much snow you have? We didn't have any this past bunch, but uh, about two weeks ago we had about two inches. Chucky, I don't want to talk to you anymore today. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's seven degrees here in New Jersey. So. Oh, my God. Geez. All right. So, listen, you have a good rest well, of the weekend. And as always, sir, I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your calling in. I will, and Ron, God bless you. Have a good New Year, and my best to everybody, RNA Auto, and, of course, Mom. All right. You take good care. Bye-bye. Uh, let's uh, pull over and take the pause, 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. Welcome back. Ron and the Car Doctor. Let's go and talk to Mike from Danella, New Jersey. Mike, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. Ron, it's always a pleasure. How are you doing? You too, sir. Very good. What's going on? Oh, I just am so curious as to what's going on today with the various numbers of cars that are out there and the types of cars with the different types of fuel injection and turbocharging. And I just don't know if people can keep up with this technology, the different types of hybrids and semi-hybrids. And you, you never know quite what to think and what to do. And um, I was just curious as to what you thought about Regular fuel-injected cars versus the GDI, and if there was a difference in taking care of them. I think, there's, I, know a, that- I, think there's a. I think there's a huge difference, Mike. I think that the problem is, and I, and I think I think auto repair. The challenges of auto repair differ by region. All right. right. You know what? What I deal with in New Jersey is very different than the guy in in Iowa, than the guy in Florida, than the guy in Texas, and so on. Um, and I think it's based also upon economic conditions. I think it's based upon, you know, um, just where we are and, and, and how we want to control it and parts availability and, and, and just, just, just so many outside factors. It, it used to be so much simpler working on cars because, uh, you know, you, you know, the biggest idiosyncrasy a Ford had over a Chevy was the vacuum advance inside right. a distributor of a Ford had a little Allen screw, little three and a half millimeter Allen screw. You turn the Allen screw and play with the advance that way, and you know that was the you know that was the wow that was like real technology then. Today, you know, it's all it's all kinds of difference. I mean, right, and it changes example, daily. It changes daily. That's the problem. So, you know, you get people talking about and looking at how to repair a car one day one way, and the next day it's different now that you have to re-educate them all over again. And I don't, I don't know if people are capable of that. Well, for example, you know that turbo motor that's in the Mustang, the 2.3? Right. If you – I had read that somewhere if you uh, have it in the highest gear and you tromp on it, you can load the engine up with gas. And somehow they're blowing turbos on these engines because of that. Well, I'd have to see the report, but my answer would be also if that's really happening, they could probably figure out a way to make software correct the condition in a reflash. And, you know, and that's, you know, but then again, is the person going to be smart enough to take it into a mechanic to let him fix it? I mean, I still talk to people every week that we're still talking about, I think, maybe, feels like, woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, 
I'm guilty of it. I'll say, well, it feels like this, but in my mind, I'm going, feels like this. I'm going to have to drag out 14 pieces of equipment and diagnose something. And, and of course, you, you know I don't drive, obviously. Right, um, yeah. right. But I sit there, and I listen to cars go by, and I'm saying to myself, this guy needs this work. And if I can hear it, there's got to be something to it, I think. Well, and I think the problem there is, you know, I think you can judge, and maybe it's not a fair thing to say or think, but I think you can judge how that person is doing in life to a degree by the soundness of their car. I, or the I, cleanliness, maybe. Yeah, the, you know, well, that's, <laughs> listen, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. There are some cars I wouldn't get into without a biohazard suit. Oh, boy. But, but you know, we had a car, we had a car just two weeks ago that was 13,000 miles overdue its oil change. It had a valve knock, it had a valve rattle to it. Oh, um, my God. You know, and it actually affected the way the car was running. The car ran badly. And, and you know, we, we changed the oil, we did some other service work, and they were stunned. They said, wow, it feels like a new car. And I, you know, it's so simple to do basic maintenance, but we, right. as human beings, we fall into denial. And I always say it, denial is more than a river in Egypt. Mike, I'm up against it. The clock is going to take me. i got to cut you short, babe. But as always, a pleasure, and uh, Happy New Year to you and yours. Keep them coming. 855-560-9900. We're back right after this. And as we wind down the final minutes of today's show, Ron and Ian Car Doctor here. Um, just a couple of thoughts. Uh, you know, winter weather, it's January, it's cold, and woo, seven degrees here, it's cold everywhere else in the country. I've decided I never want to move to Minnesota. You know, when Paul, the master Ford tech, said it just broke zero, I went, oh, you know, I couldn't imagine that on a constant, everyday basis. But um, some tips from the car doctor on how to stay warm. You know what? There is, there is some real good things about YouTube, and there's a lot of good things about YouTube. Let's go break out a couple of clips from American Graffiti. Let's go watch That Must Be Your Mama's Car, do a little cruising vis-a-vis video on YouTube. Always fun to do. We're only four months away from cruising, folks. So um, if you got their hot rod in winter storage, it'd be a good time to start thinking about working on it. Maybe take the cover off, look at it. If you haven't started in a while, maybe, you know, start it up, warm it up, let it run for 15, 20 minutes, and uh, put it back to sleep again because we're uh, more than halfway or we're just about halfway through the uh, winter slumber. So, um, And as far as car tips for everybody else, these out from the Car Care Council, and um, they do make a lot of sense. The uh, Car Care Council is nonprofit, and they're just here to help you take care of your car. There's more information available um, at their website, which uh, I guess I should have in front of me, which I believe is carcare.org. Yes, that's correct. Um, talk about the gas tank. You know, we, we, we talk about problems with fuel today. We talked about problems with gasoline today. Keeping the gas tank half full, that prevents problems of moisture forming in the gas lines and freezing and also prevents you know running out of gas which obviously is important especially in cold weather tire pressure i can't say enough about tire pressure i have had a week of tire pressure i I can't say the word but it's been just tire pressure it's been really tough this week with tire pressure one day it's 20 the next day it's zero the next day it's 40 it's just been all over the place exhaust system you know, if you're driving a Toyota with a front exhaust pipe, flex pipe that's cracked, and you're ignoring that check engine light and the P0420 code, and they're out there, and we see them a lot, and just any car with a flex pipe or any car with an exhaust leak, you know, it's wintertime. You're sitting at a traffic light with the windows rolled up. Uh, you know, it's it's just something to think about. So um, just be aware of that. 
Um, you know, think about fuel line antifreeze. Yeah, they still make fuel line antifreeze. Um, you'll find it at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can get it there. Um, some good fuel uh, tips there. Some good fuel system cleaners and tank stabilizers there as well. Um, you want to think about, you know, are you using the right viscosity oil in your car? Make sure you are, especially this time of year. Add an emergency kit. Would have been a great holiday gift. Good time to bring it up, Ron. But in general, just be aware we're out there driving in real cold weather. Till the next time, I'm Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor. The mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.